it's time to talk about all things mental health. This is Get Mental with Cecile Ahrens. As a seasoned licensed therapist, Cecile is the owner of Transcend Therapy and is here to inform, guide, and connect you on the big and small everyday happenings that affect our mental and emotional well-being. Cecile is passionate about making a lasting and positive impact on people, connecting them to their own wisdom and strength while having a little fun along the way. Get ready to challenge the power of your human spirit. It's time to get mental. And now here's your host, Cecile Ahrens. All the things they say should matter, corrupted by the senseless chatter. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Get Mental. This is your host, Cecile Ahrens. And I must say and acknowledge everybody on Facebook. Hi, everybody. This is our first time going live. You'll be witnessing us behind the scenes. So you're going to see the good, the bad, the ugly (laughs) this morning. Um, I'm very excited for today's show because we are going to talk about something that is so important that is happening to our teens today. And um, coincidentally, we're talking about teen suicide, okay? Teen suicide rising, 13 reasons why you should care. That's why that's what we're calling the show. And um, coincidentally, today, is, uh, sorry, this month, September, is Suicide Prevention Month. So this show is dedicated to those who suffer from depression and chronic mental health conditions, especially those who struggle with suicidal ideation or have attempted to hurt or harm themselves and also their loved ones. We want you to know the show's for you. We see you. We hear you. And we are here to help you. And joining us this morning to help us unpack uh, this very uh, emotionally charged subject is the uh, wonderful therapist and dear friend of mine, Andrea Guzman, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist with many, many years of experience working in the field of mental health and teens especially. So welcome, Andrea. Oh, thank you so much for having me and congratulations on your podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself for our viewers. Well, listeners, I will, since I've been doing mental health for so many years, um, I will just try to give you a short Cliff Notes version. Um, I started in L.A., actually, um, kind of thrown into the boot camp, uh, so to speak. I worked in Compton. I worked in Watts. Uh, I worked uh, Working with teens in Compton? Yes, teens in Compton, pretty much age 5 to 15. Wow. Yeah. So, I did not know that. Well, here I am to tell you. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. You got street credibility. I got street credibility. Actually, <laughs> a lot a lot of times I thought I was a cop because I used to walk into the schools with this long trench coat. And this is like back in the day of like the Matrix. Oh, my <laughs> So the kids would be like, oh, there it comes Miss Andrea. Is she, is she a cop? Uh, and at first I'd be like, yeah, because it, it, it kind of like helped me. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, white therapist going into a predominantly uh, black community. Yes. Um, in the stig- with all the stigma around uh, mental health was a little bit intense. But as I used it in the community, actually, it's a very loving, caring community. Yeah. So I was able to work uh, fine in that community. And when the, the family saw that I wasn't pretty much child protective services, or as they call child protective services, the baby snatchers. Yes. Um, I've been called that directly to my face. Have you? Mm-hmm. Oh, 
I like to yeah. hear that story sometimes. <laughs> uh, so then it, pretty much it, uh, I was working with foster youth, mm-hmm. um, eased into kind of uh, domestic violence, and I was working in a domestic violence uh, clinic okay. for a while. And then when I moved out to San Diego, um, I did even more school-based. So okay. school-based is, you know, you say school-based, but it's really if you want to be effective in the family unit, you need to work in the community yes. and the home. So, yes. you know, I can do uh, interventions on a bus stop. Yep. <laughs> I've been... Milieu I, therapy. Milieu therapy. Ex- mm-hmm. Exactly what it's mm-hmm. called. And I mean, I've done things like I've been... Uh, uh, on Texas Street under a tent with right, a kid right. to try to get him to come to school. So, yeah. you know, whatever it takes, um, yes. you know, that's pretty much. And, that's and therapy. The, it's, it's therapy. Yes. No, so, I totally. Outside uh, the box. You know, it's it's not, you know, I come from a very psychoanalytic school, which is very interesting because, you know, they don't lay on the couch. And right. It's not like that anymore, as you Especially know. Especially when you work with teens. You know, it's not this cookie cutter approach. It no. will never work when you work with that population. Mm-mm. And thank you for what you do, by the way, because thank you. I believe mm-hmm. it's one of the toughest populations to work in because you're not just working with one client, right. right? You're working with an entire system. Definitely. And usually teens are what we call the identified patient. Most definitely. And always, mm-hmm. yes. 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 So thank you for dedicating your life helping teens and families. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. You're welcome. So today I, I think it'd be important to just uh, talk about a little bit about our references. Okay. Um, just for ethical reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, our sources today are uh, Medscape, Time Elite, Healthcare, US News, and um, also uh, our combined years of experience Definitely. working in the field. Right. Okay. So just thought I'd get that out of the way. So let's dive deep here, ladies and gentlemen. I want to start with some stats that I think um, are important for our listeners and viewers to know about. There are many, many stats and studies on this subject, and we mm-hmm. could all get lost on that. Definitely. Okay, But I thought we should just highlight the, the important points as we see it for the purpose of this talk. So suicide rates have reached their highest record level um, for boys and girls. Mm. I think sometimes when we think of suicide, at least I know for me, I, you know, have this stereotype of thinking it's more girls than boys who do it. But the research is saying both uh, the suicide rates of boys and girls are both on the rise. Okay, the surge is particularly strong among among teen boys, up to 14 percent a year um, increase between 2015 and 2017. And then suicide rates for teenage girls, interestingly, rose 8%. Mm. So um, more than 3 million teens aged 12 to 17 have had at least one depressive episode. That's really, really disturbing. Ages 12 to 17, at least one depressive episode. Yes. Okay. And also 18% of preteens age 11 and 13, 11 to 13, mm-hmm. are having... Uh, suicidal thoughts, right? Think about that. It begs the question, why? Why why are they going there so quickly? Yes, what's causing them so much despair and Mm -hmm. anguish at such a young age? And thinking that this is the solution. This is how I can end my pain. It's it's very, very disturbing. Um, And and also according to uh, CDC, which is the Center for Disease Control, suicide is the second leading cause of death among adolescents and young adults. The second leading cause of death. Guys, that is a serious problem. 
And um, 25 states in the U.S. Mm -hmm. have experienced a 30% increase in suicide, with the majority of the states, this is interesting to me, being in the Midwest Mm. and Western regions of the country. Mm. So what's going on in the East Coast and the South? What's protective about those places? Right. Right. I don't know the answer to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, per the CDC, relationship and financial issues appear to have the most impact in whether someone decides to actually end their life or not. Mm. So, again, another interesting piece of information. So, Andrea, let's pause on on that for a second. I'm curious, is this consistent with what you're experiencing out there? Well, the relationship and the financial issues, I'd say more so into adults, young adulthood. You know, I can think of um, some clients that that I'm working, older adults in in private practice that are more so, that would be the reason. But teens, it's so many different issues, so many different layers of an onion that you need to peel off. I can't say that it's one specific thing. Like a teen was bullied, so they're going to, you know, be suicidal. I can't. You got to look at the full picture. You do. You do, and you have to get into their perception of the world and their perception of what's going on. That's most important because you can also over-pathologize and yes. look at the teen and say, oh, well, they, they must want to commit suicide because, you know, their dad they passed have, away and they're, you know. Uh, and uh, they have three of the ten yeah, factors right. on this list that exactly. they checked yes on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you have to look at the resiliency of the teen right. as well. Right. And their support system, you know, when you're mentioning in the South and whatnot, I'm wondering about the family unit, you know, that that's a huge piece. So that's what I would say. Don't be too quick to judge, but get educated, which is hopefully what we're going to do today. Yes. Help people and and parents not freak out, for lack of a better term. (laughs) Yes. And we're also going to talk a little bit about that. Hopefully we'll have time to to, um, give parents some good resources and uh, practical advice. Right. Um, okay, so maybe let's jump into talking about the risk factors. Number one, mm-hmm. yeah. it's a big one, Yes, um, is social media. Ugh. Okay, um, so guys, be careful though. We're not saying that social media is the number one reason, but right. it is um, research is showing a lot of correlation. Okay, so what are you seeing as far as social media goes? Let's start with that. The social media is very complicated, but I will see things like, a teen will be fine at school and then go home and someone will call them a certain name or uh, say something cruel. There's a lot of online bullying mm-hmm. um, that we're trying to tackle and it's a very complicated, you know, everything will be fine. So it's like, you'll see the teen non-suicidal during the day, then they'll go home and then boom, over the edge, mm-hmm. they're coming back and it's mm-hmm. like, well, what happened? You know, mm-hmm. uh, very complicated with Instagram, with Snapchat, with TikTok, with you know, they're not really using Facebook that much. Um, it's not that cool that, anymore no. for, for young people. No. Um, <laughs> no, probably but, not listening and watching this. Right. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is about like 5, 10, 20 different Instagram accounts um, that they're using for different reasons to contact different people and the chatting. and Different the, accounts? Yes. They're, they have to, they're managing that many accounts? Oh, yes. my gosh. I know. Why? Why so I, many? I different personas that they want to get a self-esteem need met possibly. Okay. Um, but that's a, that's person. a norm having more than one account. Well, I, I wouldn't say it was a norm, but a lot of teens are doing it. I mean, I'm hoping parents out there that you're monitoring your, your teens, um, and their social media. Yeah. Um, a lot. Yeah. Uh, because 
it, it just can get out of control. You know, my, but this is what I, this is what I tell my, my teens all the time. I go, look, if you can't show your parents, your profile pic on any of your social media sites, mm-hmm. it's probably not a good site for you yeah. to be having out there. Yeah. You're probably not presenting an image that you. That, that, yeah. That is aligned really I, with who you are. And, and you tell the parents nature. too. Hey, can you, can I see your um, Instagram page? Mm-hmm. And a lot of parents tell me, well, they're going to show me the nice Instagram page. Ah. And, I'm, and I'm like, well, get access to the rest of it. You know, get access. You have to be a little bit of a detective, unfortunately. Yeah. But once your teen sees that you're more involved, they're going to maybe chill out a little bit on the, right. <laughs> the different pages and whatnot. And, you know, I think like we can both agree as therapists that those behaviors are symptoms definitely. of a bigger problem. Most definitely. Right. Most like definitely. Ki- teens would not be necessarily that vulnerable to succumbing to all these social right. pressures if right. they have um, something a, a, going on, a better foundation. Right. Or right? a sport they're into art, a special hobby, a special talent, some right. kind of intrinsic success that they are able resourced to. inside. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that right now that, you know, there's there's been a lot of research on the role of social media and digital world um, in perpetuating mental health decline of teens. And some of the research, unfortunately, guys, has found that there to be a strong association between heavy use of technology mm-hmm. and poor mental health. Right. So that's that's what's happening. Um, And like I say, you know, the research is not saying conclusively that this is the only reason why teen suicide is on the rise, but it sure seems to be one of the big players. And what we're noticing is children are and young people are having less and less direct physical interactions with people compared to our generation and the generation before that. So, you know, they're interacting less. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it has been found that they're also sleeping less mm-hmm. and spending more time on digital media. All That's not, all not so positive, is it? Well, it, <laughs> it, 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 no. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know there's quality content out there that right. is really helpful, you know, that can be helpful for kids and teens. Okay. You, you have to have some, but it's balance, balance, moderation, attunement, mm-hmm. right? Know your kid, know what's going on with mm-hmm. your kid. That's and the biggest protective factor, is it not? It is. And know if your kid is able to express themselves and has the social skills to read nonverbal yes. ver- cues. Because a lot of times I'll have teens that they'll get and they'll get on a chat and, oh, so-and-so said da-da-da. And they yeah. all they talk all in emojis. Right. Or in all of this text slang that, yeah. that I, I think I'm hip on in one minute. And then the next week it changes. it's like, I've, There's I've, new I'm out, lingo. I don't, I don't even know what the heck they're saying. Yeah. So... They come back to me and they're like, so-and-so said this. And I'm like, well, how did you know that? It was the emotion behind that emoji yeah, or behind that, you know, wh- whatever they put in the text. Yeah. I didn't, I said, so get your FaceTime contact with that person. Yeah. So that's yeah. another big issue as well. Yeah. Their perceived perception of what they thought or my boyfriend broke up with me and everything is over. And it's like, well. And I it's don't. all on text. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, on a common sense level, I was thinking about this. Like when you think about it, even without all the science and research, right? Right. Like this way of functioning and relating is so unnatural for Mm -hmm. us as humans. Definitely. You know, we're wired to connect. We're relational beings. Right. That's what, I mean, even animals want to connect, right? And so um, social media, to me, the, the problem I have with it is it's a false, it can create a false sense of connection. Right. You know, and a false sense of relationship 
with another human. Right. Yeah. So balance back to balance. Yep. Um, and there is no smartphone or social media platform that will ever replace human touch and an intimate, real connection with another person. So just thought I'd say right. that. Um, so the other thing I want to touch on is why teens might be really vulnerable to overuse and misuse, right? More than say adults. Um, because this is a time in their development where peer approval is so much more valued than parental approval. Definitely. So um, a lot of experts question the developmental appropriateness of social media for teens because they're already vulnerable to unhealthy self-scrutiny to begin with, without social media, right? right? And with all the normal insecurities that come with being a teen at such a kind of delicate time in their identity formation. And I think this is why it's even more dangerous for them to be exposed to all these things because they're still so vulnerable and figuring out who they are. Right, right. The thing, the thing is, you know, you got to process it with them. Mm -hmm. You know, if your teen is um, watching a particular, I'm not going to name all the stars out there that are putting out these videos and whatnot. Back in our day, we had MTV and, and (laughs) (laughs) you know, Billy Idol was the worst video. Right, right. There, Madonna. Oh gosh, Madonna, you're right. <laughs> but um, these these videos, you know, uh, with your teen, you know, what do you what do you think about that? You know, I, I had a teen, and mom had a completely different perception. Oh, like back to the suicide theme, you know. Yeah. Oh, you want to kill yourself because you're watching this. Right. No, it, it meant something different to that teen. So find out why are they watching that? What need is that fulfilling? Exactly. Process with them. Could you get the need exactly. met at volleyball? Yeah. You know. I yeah. Mean, what, Right. Where else can you get that right. need met right. you know, in a more healthy way? Right. And just so. to tie it back to, you know, depressive thoughts and anxiety and suicidality, mm-hmm. right? The reason it can be a risk for them is because they're constantly being bombarded with all this information about what it means to be to be beautiful, what it means to, you know, be successful, what it means to be cool, cool. what it means to belong. And that's what we're talking about here. Not that, you know, social media in and of itself is right. bad, but it's more the how teens are relating to it and how they're perceiving it. The content that's coming at them what can you're re- be real triggers. What you're really saying is adapting a false sense of identity. Yes. And, you know, I'm the cool rapper with, all, I mean, I have one kid right now. He's, I remember, he's so obsessed with it. And yes. that has become his whole identity. I'm like, well, what, who are you? Yes. You know, that's what we want to help them understand get, understand, yeah. and, and be able to um, create within themselves right. and not get lost in all this. And also it creates this um, dopamine kind of response, mm, yes. right? Of like, oh, the number of likes and views become a false sense of approval, mm-hmm. right? And then I'll, I know some people, even my adult clients, you know, will start, their mood will start to shift and change depending on uh, what's happening on their profile. Right. You know, when really it's, that's a false way to measure it is. your worth and your value. Right. So, but you have to be careful with that. But that's why we're, we're talking about social media because of all those things, the risk that it can have on a young person. In this fragile mind. developmental stage. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the other risk factor is decreased ability, and you brought this up, of mm-hmm. this generation to seemingly emotionally regulate. Can you please talk about that? Yes, I. It's just extremes, you know. Um, 
I got a bad grade on my test. Oh my gosh, my world is over. Yeah, I want to kill myself. Well, yeah, how, how do we go from a bad grade on a test all the way to we need to stop? We need to learn how to emotionally regulate ourselves. Yes. Do some mindfulness. Do some, you know, some techniques on ourselves to do some scaling. I mean, and <laughs> this we're all it. talking therapist talk right, right now, but right, you know, these but these ha- build that things. resiliency definitely, so that it's not this internalized event that then they end up turning into untrue statements about themselves. And then they get into that hopelessness cycle. Right. But that really happened? Uh, yeah. That's I mean, so that it's, it's, it's very intense. I mean, I just see it from how did you go from this fine mood state? Yeah. These, these mood states are extreme. And also part of it is normal teenage development, the hormones. Yes. The, the puberty, the everything that's going on on top of that. All the drama around it. Right. And then you can't regulate your mood on top of that. Oh, yes. it's, it's going to go to another level. It's going to go to an extreme. Right. So we need to help our teens early on and make that part of their lifestyle. Yeah. Whether it's five minute meditation or and do it with your teens. Right. You know, right. or it's, um, you know, doing some kind of like negative uh, automatic, you know, thought processing, like try to diminish the negative yeah. thoughts coming in. Teach them just, just a couple skills. little skills. Yeah. Yeah. And then they can use them. Yeah. You know, I have teens that are using a lot of music, but and they're journaling and, yeah. and doing things. But then sometimes they don't like to do that. So you've got to have a wide variety of techniques. Yes. Because sometimes they'll be like, pocket. use your coping skills. Use your coping skills. And they're like, uh, I don't want to do that one. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to walk around or I want to throw a, a a ball against the wall. I mean, I'm outside the box. I mean, you can be doing uh, some pretty crazy things and it's it's a coping skill. Yeah. So you've got to think outside the box with your team. Right. Right. So. And I think it's a good time for us to talk about co-occurring disorders because, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. like you cannot deny the, the magnitude of that. And that is probably, I imagine, a big reason why they're having a hard time coping. And what I mean by co-occurring disorders for our viewers and listeners, there's like clinical uh, diagnostic conditions, major depression, anxiety disorders, PTSD, ADHD. Mm-hmm. Other learning disabilities, um, uh, intellectual disability is oh, also so beca- processing disorders. Yep. Um, these are all. How common is that? In the in the population, you well, the, very common in the population, and we're noticing more and more um, majority learning, of them learning disabilities that are are coming up, and autism is on the rise, as you know. So yeah. you know, it's it's various things that that um, make the information that's coming in and how you're processing it a little bit slower or different, challenging, with, challenging, which can make the outcome of what you do when you feel these feelings. Yes. Yeah, sometimes more intense. Right. And self-regulation is a process. You know, even adults have a hard time self-regulating. So, Definitely. you know, people have to understand that as a teen, as a young person, they're, they they don't have a fully developed brain yet. Right. right. Or fully developed kind of system in there. They're still learning the ropes. And then you're throwing all these stressors right. and <clears throat> pressures at them. And then, um, you know, using substances yes uh that is hugely dangerous for me as a clinician because when i approach a kid and we don't want to jump too far into the show here but yeah and they're using i have to take that into consideration because are you even in your right mind right now to take in any of this information i can't how can we do therapy when you're high right Right. and so then that can be a a a danger zone for them what are the substances commonly used alcohol 
marijuana, marijuana and opioids. Yes, and you know, kid the other day I'm popping Zannies. Where are they getting it? From? I don't. Geez. Their parents on the or streets. On the streets. Yes, and then there's people God. that are making uh, different, you know, versions of these these things. And then I heard a new one the other day. It was a clean. Are kids selling clean. it to kids? Well, some kids are. Um, oh my gosh! But yeah, you gotta make a dollar here and there. I don't know. Um, wow. Yeah. That and is deeply disturbing. It, kids selling drugs. Right. Well, ki- yeah. I, I mean, mean it's, I'm, it's, that's what's, that's it's, what's it, happening. That's, that's I'm happening. sure I mean, they're that's minimizing that behavior. But well, like yeah. looking from the outside in, that's deeply disturbing. Yeah, I could tell you some more disturbing things about, you know, our sex trafficking situation in San Diego. Yes. That's, um, I know a little bit you know, about that. And things where they're taking in teens and... Um, Pimping getting, them out. Exactly. Getting them drugged up and then turning them in, you know, having them work in meth labs and then putting them back on the streets to use them. To sell. Their, right. Or then threatening to kill their family if they don't do X, Y, and Z. People need to hear this. I'm going to have to have you back on the show just to talk about sex trafficking. No, that's another yeah. thing I want to talk about, honestly. Yeah, it's it, it. there needs to be more awareness about it. Yes. And um, you just need to get educated. I, I don't want We're to one freak of the top parents out. cities, I think, we are. in the country are. for sex trafficking. Yes. And people don't know that. No. San Diego, the so, finest, whatever. America's finest city. Right. People don't know all the behind right. the scenes. Yes, yeah. and because they're keeping it all hidden and it's happening in various mm-hmm. areas. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I to know. our teens. It's very, very upsetting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Side note. Side, side yeah. note. <laughs> no. So, by the way, you guys, if you're just tuning in, you are listening to Get Mental. And this is Cecile Ahrens with my beautiful co-host, Andrea Guzman. And we are talking about teen suicide today. I'm the owner of Transcend Therapy, which is an outpatient clinic in University Heights, where we provide individual couples and family counseling to learn more about us. And if you think we might be a good fit or you or your loved one needs support around this issue or any issue, give us a call, 619-823-1382. I know that's not easy to remember, so just go to our website, transcendtherapyca.com. Transcendtherapyca.com. Also, I want to let you guys know that we have a sponsor. Where's that information I have? Sponsor, everybody. Um, uh, Our very first uh, Get Mental sponsor, Ortiz Market in Escondido. Check them out. They sell local San Diego-made beers, a variety of select wines, delicious sandwiches, groceries. They're family-owned, newly renovated, and very community-minded. They are advocates of responsible drinking and are really big on uh, mental health awareness. So their support of Get Mental says it all. We really appreciate that. Show your support. Ortiz Market, 1310 Escondido Boulevard in Escondido. Okay, thank you. So back to risk factors, okay? You had talked about, when we were talking about this offline, Mm -hmm. teen suicide packs. Can you tell us more about that? That is so horrifying. This me off too. I mean, you got to be on your toes in this field, (laughs) you know? You can't sleep for a minute. I'm always getting hip on what's going on um, and... Uh, you know, I've had these teens that say, oh, you know, I don't know if you remember back when they were doing this pregnancy packs. Did you hear about no. that? Oh, my gosh. You didn't hear about that in the media? Okay. No. Well, there was, you know, I various... live under a rock half the time. <laughs> Good. <laughs> By choice. <laughs> um, 
they were doing these these uh, pregnancy packs where a bunch of uh, teens were getting pregnant together. And mm-hmm. That's a whole nother show. Yeah. But this kind of reminded me of that because it's like, well, you are depressed and you are hopeless. Me too. Yay. Let's do something about it. Right. And, and that's so, the best thing they can come up with. Right. You know, and I've heard um, couples, you know, uh, do wanting, teen couples wanting to do it together. Does it so ever misery just start with maybe of, self-harm and self-injury? Well, they're already on the road of doing some self-harm and self-injury. Before they before usually. Before they come to this. This okay. is just, you know. Um, and, and, and again, if you get the access to in there. Yeah. Um, uh, Access to, by the way, guys, our personality disorders. If you get a personality disorder, mm-hmm. sometimes, and this is the very, very difficult part of my job, is the uh, glorified piece versus the real piece of your suicide. So what I mean by the glorified piece is just, oh, well, look at my arms. Yeah. Okay. Kind of attention-seeking. Yes. Okay. So you can have attention-seeking, right. but also truly be suicidal. Absolutely. So you'll get a lot of, you know, parents and, and teachers and coaches or whatnot just ignoring that. Oh, just wants attention. I know. I always had a problem with that. And I'm like, so, well, the fact that they're doing that right. to get attention is a problem. It, you know, take it seriously. Right. Take, take every, everything seriously. Take everything seriously. Mm-hmm. Take everything seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always. Okay. So, so this is happening out there. On yeah. the ground. Now I'm, I'm not. I can't really put a percentage on it. I yeah. mean, low, low percentage. But it's. It's. I'm seeing it, and I'm like, what is this? What is you know? going on? Yeah. If I see it, I shut it down. Of course, I'm, if I have right. the ability to, right. you know, pull um, supports in and do some counseling, or mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then bullying. That's the a big one. Huge. The the cyberbullying. I mean, yes, it's, it's been you know huge. Is that more of the bullying you're seeing out there now, more uh, than the direct? No, well, I a lot of the kids that I counsel, I, they tell me in like middle school, they come from a history of bullying. Okay. And it's usually um, a lot of times my learning disabled kids or maybe my artistic kids. Kids are just, you know, a little bit different, do things a little bit different than than other peers. So right. they're singled out and then they're bullied. And so that yeah. that that's kind of going on. But, yes, I, I've had uh, kids that were extremely, extremely bullied online and it, it – yeah. I think I kind of already mentioned, and they come back in the next day, and they're just devastated. And you're just like, "What happened? You were fine yesterday." Yeah, you know? yeah, it can be that that immediate. So we take it serious, and mm-hmm. I help the parents. You know, um, press charges. You can press charges. Why you know, kids being so the- mean? <sighs> That's another topic. Yeah, but it's just a projection <laughs> of their own pain. Yeah, really, it is. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, for sure. And it's not, it, you know, it's not like that's a new phenomenon. Right, like right. Yeah, been, this has been going on. You, right. Yeah. So <laughs> social isolation and a lack of family support. That's a big one. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Huge. So. And, and not only lack of support, lack of someone that really gets me. Yes. I mean, how many of the teens that I counsel can, I can sit there and say, who really gets you? Right. Right. Uh, uh, my boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> and then yeah. their boyfriend probably doesn't really get them, but their yeah. perception is that their boyfriend gets them. Or their boyfriend might be also unhealthy and dysfunctional, but. Right. Right. They Most also definitely. have this part. That, a lot of teen domestic mm-hmm. violence going on, too. That's another. Uh, yeah. Another topic. We should just start listening now here. Still. I know. You're <laughs> just going to have to keep coming back. <laughs> we'll have you for the whole month. <laughs> but they all kind of like intertwine. Yes, they do. You know, so. Of course. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, I think families, it's becoming increasingly hard for families to uh, support and attend 
to their family's needs, right? Because of the demands right. of our modern time, our modern right. life on our time, our money, our resources. It's hard to be present, yes. you know, for yourself, let right. alone for your family. I, I, I meet with a lot of families in my practice or adults mm-hmm. who are tired, exhausted, yes. uh, just kind of depleted. Right. You know, so families, parents, caregivers, you deserve support too. And honestly, that classic put the oxygen mask on yourself before mm. you can really, if you want to be that parent that you want to be, you have to start really taking your own self-care Definitely. seriously. Um, and we can help you at Transcend Therapy, transcendtherapyca.com. No, we're really passionate about this stuff. Definitely, so. definitely. Yeah. yeah. it's. So what do you guys do for families who are... Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the transgenerational, you know, uh-huh. um, disorder. I mean, the mental health uh, generational issues, it, it passes down. Yep. So, um, yeah, I focus a lot on the families and try to giving them resources, resources, supports, yep. um, really um, validating their feelings and and saying it's OK to be exhausted. Yeah. You know, it's okay to feel like this. I have It's okay to not know what to do or say all the time. Yeah, the other but just thing, ask for help. You know, um, you know, and I, I deal with you know, you gotta look at suicide on kind of like a continuum. On a continuum mm-hmm. and on a spectrum in in a way because mm-hmm. you've had, you know, lower um intensity and then higher intensity and I'm probably at the highest intensity. I have kids going in and out of the hospital frequently. Um, and so the parents are exhausted. For suicide attempts. For suicide attempts yeah. or suicide ideation. Uh, sometimes it would be called in a 5150 a homicidal. Yeah. But yeah. but um, it's not necessarily homicidal. It's just I don't know how to manage my emotions any other way than to explode on everyone else and say that I want to hurt everyone else. Yeah. They don't really mean it. No. Yeah. But again, take everything seriously. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that that's how they go in on HI versus SI. Yes, yes. Which yeah. is not really accurate to what is really going on with them internally. Right. Very misunderstood population. Yeah, yeah. And plus, you know, on a side note, our our community, our mental health industry yes. also still has its own limitations on how we label and conceptualize, right? Kind of the medical model. That's another that's another beast. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so Speaking of hospitalization, mm-hmm. um, how maybe we can talk a little bit about what people can expect in that process right. of like from the moment like you decide that this is somebody who needs to be at a higher level of care. Right. Maybe we could pause for a second and just walk people through that process of assessment, determination, then facilitating them to a higher level of care. So that parents and maybe uh, teens can can get some information about what to expect. Right. Well, definitely. Um, I with my teens, I usually call this the H word. What's the H word? Oh, hospital. hospital. <laughs> Say they know word. what that means. The, the, the H. We're not going back to the H because the, if they've already been, the goal is not to go back. Break that cycle. Break the cycle because yeah. you're sometimes they use it as kind of a way to you know. Debrief. I mean, you wouldn't think of the hospital as being a like a respite. Exactly. Yeah. Like a respite. Yeah. And I'm trying to help them to break that cycle because once you get on that cycle, then you're not really working on what you need to work on your trauma and your other issues that brought you to this point in your life where you feel just symptom management. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, 
I want to say something very positive that um, families can't. There is a lot that you can do before. Um, that's that would be your last last resort. That's basically yeah. you cannot keep your child safe. Yeah. Okay. Because as you know, in our uh, you know in private practice, we would do something like a um, uh, a safety plan, a safety plan, uh-huh. or twenty a twenty four hour watch. Right. I've done with with families. It, it depends on the, the capability of the family. Yeah. And the resources. Right. Um. But you know, we do um, complete safety plans and just kind of assess: Are these coping skills really going to work for you? Yeah. Or are they not? Yeah. And that's the difficulty that I have to kind of assess. Right. Um. I'm more on the safe side, meaning. I'm more likely mm-hmm. to say they need to be assessed mm-hmm. um, than not because yeah. I'm not taking a risk. Um, right. There's things like um, if I have maybe a developmentally challenged mm-hmm. student mm-hmm. that is on some type of psychotropic medication for, say, um, depression, mm-hmm. and they're threatening to OD mm-hmm. on their meds, mm-hmm. uh, they may not really mean that. But because of their cognitive capacity, right. they you may take nine more risk. pills than maybe two because right. they're not counting. So. Right. I'm not taking a risk on that. Right. You know, so right. there's tons of different yeah. factors that play into that. Yeah. And, you know, um, getting into the, the, the PERT, the psychiatric emergency response team, mm-hmm. they, I, I know a lot of people don't know about this mm-hmm. um, team, but they are a part, they're two, they are clinicians that go out on calls with, with the law police. enforcement. Yep. Yes. But if you want them to come out to assess your child, you need to call, do not call 911 unless it's emergency. So if right. your child has, you know, a knife or something yeah. to their body part, please, you know, call, call 911 first. But if you think, you know, my child has a plan, has a means, has a timeline, has all these things going on, then you should definitely um, call your local um, police mm-hmm. and ask for the PERT team to come out to assess your child. Right. Okay. And, and because if you call 911, you don't get PERT? Well, you might, but you might not. But the point is 911's emergency line. Right. So suicide ideation wouldn't be considered 911 emergency. I mean, I 911 emergency is someone's going to die right now or someone is right. dying or right. you know, so you got to kind of But so if So that's you do a different think, way to think about it cuz we always say call 911 yeah. or go to the nearest hospital. Right. But I get what you're saying is that if they are not in imminent danger. Exactly. Thank you. That's the word. Right? Mm-hmm. And they are but there's definitely risk there. Right. Call the local non-emergency line and ask for a PERT team and you know, they'll get some information on why you need the PERT team, and right. then they will send somebody there. And ne- now you have a mental health clinician yes. in your house yes. to, as part of your team right. to make that determination. And also, if they don't, they do deem that they're not, you know, they're not going to take them to the emergency screening unit yeah. further, mm-hmm. um, then they will give you some resources. Right. And you can follow through on those resources, some support groups, a, right. a clinician that right. you can call, something. Yeah. To get some immediate assistance. And a lot of the clinicians, if you leave a message, you know, yeah. like I know I will. If you leave a message and say, you know, I was referred by PERT. Right. We'll know that it's, you know, we need to see you the next day. Yeah. If we can. Yeah. Yeah. So. We have those ways of um, assessing and prioritizing risk. Right. Okay. Good to know. So the other risk factor, um, and I completely 100% know this to be true, is trauma. History of trauma. Chronic um you know, mental health or painful challenge, painful experiences, especially sexual abuse. Definitely. Trauma triggers. Yeah. Um, the concern, the main concern I have about this is, does my teen disassociate? Do they go kind of outside of themselves like mm. you do when you're in a trauma state? Good um, point. 
because then I've had. I won't tell you too many stories because I'm. I, I have. You to can keep tell me, out. but um, we also. Yeah, we don't want to traumatize our listeners. Right, and yeah. I also want to keep confidentiality. Yes. Um, but you know, there's a high level case or something. Yeah, very okay. high level case. You know, um, just definitely. You know, where they are not present. That I'm not talking oh, yeah. to my team. This happens all the time. By the way, people don't realize don't. this. Complex trauma dissociation is so common. Yes. But I'm glad you brought that up and, and that you're cognizant of that. Right. So you have trauma and then you also have depression. Yes. And you're in a depressive state and you're picking up razor blades or doing things and they're, you know, and I don't know what you're going to do next because I'm not talking to you. Yeah. You I'm know, talking to I'm doing a mental really status wounded. exam and you're not, you know, you're not here. Oriented. Yeah. Times four. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when I'm. That's a 911 call for me. Yes. I'm not even messaging. So yeah. th those are some of the other, I mean, that's an extreme situation. But it happens. But it happens. It yep. happens. Yeah. Yep. Um, the other risk factor is uh, chronic history of perceived failures in several areas. I'm, I bet this happens yeah. a lot. Yeah. Home, and school, community, sports, peers, social media. Yeah. And it's, it's taken me a while for this to come full circle for this to really be present for me right. to go, whoa, I need, need to really look at this. Because um, I have a lot of kids on IEPs, individual education plans. Yes. So they have a you know federal handicapping condition, like a learning disability. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the kids that have a, emotional disturbance as their primary. Right. But they have a history, a poor history of, you know, failures in school. Yes. You know, the teachers didn't understand So they're understand coming in there them. with a really fragile self-esteem. Definitely. Already. And failure after failure after failure. So they've got this kind of, why should I even try? I'm going to fail anyway. It just feeds into the hopelessness. Yes. Yeah. Sabotage. Right. So you've got right. that that running in your head. That um, tape. Tape. That's exactly. You're yeah. right here with me, Cecilia. Right that's here. It. That's we, it. You see this on Facebook. We right are <laughs> right on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you've got that running in your head. Yeah. And, you know, that just is an added. Again, that's why these are a layer of the onion. Yes. You know, an added factor on yeah. here. So you've got to tackle each one separately. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A matter of the, the therapy is really an art. You it know? is an art. It's an art form and a science. It yeah, is. I, I hear you. That kind of figuring out which one to focus on first. Right, and a lot right? of people want to tackle their trauma without getting them to a, a, a base, stable a place. stable place. And, yeah, you know, a lot of times I'm doing because I'm, I'm dealing with such high level cases. I'm trying to stabilize. Yes, but when I get them stable, we can work on these. Yeah, issues. So the thing I want to add to that is mm -hmm. we also have a culture of accomplishment, right? Yes. And competition. Um, and I think that, you know, doesn't always serve as well as a society. Right. So just thought I'd That's another added. throw in my two cents there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Especially now that I'm a parent, I see that a lot as I enroll my son oh. in different activities. And some of the parents are so intense. Oh, I'm like, wow. oh my God. <laughs> like, because can the we teachers just relax. The teachers, like, the standards, five. the standards for these teachers are. Yeah. So it's coming from the top and it's like, trickling down. Give me the scores. Give me the scores. Yes. Give me the scores. Yes. You know, or just even like little rookies. <laughs> it's like, well, so what if you can't really hit the ball yet? Like, I, I can't. And I'm way older than him. You know, like, <laughs> let's just put this in perspective. Yeah. Yeah. But it just, yeah, you know, the, the, that whole like seed of accomplishment and competition gets planted right. so early in our kids. Learning disabilities, we talked about that. 
I'm going to go through this a lot faster for the sake of time. Mm-hmm. Emotionally absence or substance abusing parent. That's pretty Obviously. self-explanatory. Yeah, right, right. Um, talk a little bit about unique challenges to those who identify as there are m- there are many letters to this now. Yes. LGBTQ. That's that's when I that's what where you, I'm you at right now. <laughs> yeah. So, but you say LGBTQIA youth. Yes. Can you break that down for us? Yes. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and or questioning, intersex, asexual, or allied friends of LGBTQIA. There, wow. There's, there's a lot more. Um, see, and I, there's I more. There's more. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, non-gender, pan. I don't. Yep. I don't want to insult the LGBT um, community. Yes. No. No. <laughs> by, no. By no. going on with. I think it's more about pronouns right now. They're he, she, we, they. Yes. But um, it's. But I think it's good to educate yes. people about like you know. Don't assume that you know what they want. It's better to wanna, ask. Yeah, it's better it's to ask. Better to ask. Yeah, do, and, 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 and our they will ask. They, asked they will educate you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and they won't be offended. Most no. of the time, they really welcome the question. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's something like two times higher suicide rate in this population. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, just because the, added the marginalization stigma, and if you haven't. If you're not out yet, yep. or your, your family support or non-support. Yep. I've got a lot of teens that are dealing with this right now. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, it's just adding to, yeah. the, you know, their ongoing major depressive disorder or right. anxiety disorder or, you know, and then they have the, the S- All SI, those layers. the suicide ideation on compounded yeah. with it. It's yeah. a lot. I'm sure um, an accepting... Uh, supportive parent is a huge protective factor. Huge protective factor. And then we also have the center, you know, in Hillcrest. Yep. And mm-hmm. they're I very supportive, very supportive peer groups um, and just very, very helpful yeah. um, to feel like you have a community, you know, that you can a go to. A place of belonging. Yes. Yeah. Foster youth are also at risk. High, high risk. Yeah. It's just the, um, it, we didn't. All really the instability. Touch, all the instability. We really didn't talk too much about this, like early attachment. Yes. Um, developmental traumas, loss, yeah, huge. Um, just kind of ingrained in um, the to feed into the hopelessness and helplessness, yep. and why should I even try? And feelings of worthlessness, insignificance. That's really what I end up doing in my practice. Is we do a lot of healing of the inner child wounds. Yes, and those are usually what a lot of the adults are carrying around you for know, years. For years, right? And so. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just another actual positive point for me because I can tell the teens, I don't want to see when you're 30. Let's do this now. Yeah. That's how I try to sometimes motivate they're them. they're like, oh, I could come into therapy when I'm 30. Oh, no, I got things to do. I don't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I kind of, you know, because yeah. I, I always tell myself I'm a car salesman first. Yeah. Okay. I'm a car salesman because <laughs> I love it. this isn't Baskin Robbins and people aren't taking numbers at the door. They do not want to come in. So I'm try- I, I try to like flip the switch on therapies. Yeah. You know, we both use a lot of humor. And, yep. Yep. You know, with teens, you you need to use a lot of humor. Parents, be funny. Try to be funny. Oh, I Even know. Even if you're dorky Relate funny. to your teen. Even if be you're silly. I, part of it is being funny is when I say stupid stuff. Like I'll put on really lame music that I like. <laughs> And they'll just be like, oh, my gosh, this is so, but so it makes lame. them laugh yeah. yeah, because I'm so lame. Yeah. So they laugh at my expense, Yeah, which is a great way to kind of Thera- uh, therapeutic use of self. Yeah. That's what it's called. Um, well, that's one of the big things I learned from my professor at the University of Queensland. Shout plug, plug. out Australia. Hey, hey, hey. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. It's creative <laughs> use of self. Yes. That's okay. great. 
Um, our culture of violence, mass shootings, normalization of violence, video games mm. can feed, in my opinion, this is all me, <laughs> an, an already negative view of the self and the world, right? And strengthen a narrative. The world is not a safe place. The world sucks. What's the point? Nobody cares. Right. And if you're already at risk and vulnerable, all those things can just exacerbate right. your symptoms and your, uh, your propensity for right. self-harm. So how can we tell the difference? between true suicidality and attention seeking. Okay. I know that's a it's, it's a very fine line and I don't want to give you any specific specifics on it but like mm-hmm. the kind of the example that I and the reason why is cuz the example like I said before you could have attention seeking through self-cutting but at the same time you're very much at risk for suicide. Right. So, um, attention seeking, you know, kind of cries for help doing some kind of extreme behaviors um you know, some kids might run out in front of cars, believe it or not, yeah. but know that they're not really going to get hit by the car. Right. Okay. Right. Um, my con- my concern is the more um, impulsiveness based on a very yes. dysregulated mood. Yes. So an extremely depressed. And poor judgment, right? Yes. They You're may not think I'm going to get hit by this car, but then accidentally right. they do. Right. So those are kind of some of the things that you, yeah. know, you can do is cries for help. Um, the cutting, there's a whole, that's a whole specialty. Believe or it threatening or not. it, but not following through. That right. could be a form of attention seeking. Right. But what, like what we're saying, the fact that they're needing to do that is yes. a symptom of a bigger problem. So do not ignore it. Right. Even though they may not be truly suicidal, which is a good news for you if you're the parent. Right. But the fact that they're saying and doing that should alarm you. Right. So guys, there's a lot of risk factors is what we're saying. Um, You're not alone. Get some help. If you're in doubt, get, uh, talk to somebody. Okay. The minute you start to suspect, see red flags, you don't have to wait until they're further along that that, uh, continuum. So Call somebody. There's many resources in the community, and you can start with Transcend Therapy. We can assess, and if we're not appropriate, we will refer you to the most appropriate level of care. TranscendTherapyCA.com. TranscendTherapyCA.com. So, 13 Reasons Why. Controversial movie. Mm -hmm. I could not really watch it. I mean, I tried. It was hard. Yeah. And I just am like, okay, I get it. I don't, I don't need to keep keep being exposed to this. But that's just me in general with any kind of heavy thing because I work with such a kind of heavy population as it is. Right. So part of my self-care is like watching kind of lighthearted things right. and comics, like I said last week. So what are, right. what's and your I, take? I shove myself into it because I feel like I've got <laughs> I've got to watch this because i got to know. Oh, you, know your... you know, surprisingly, my teens weren't as interested in it as I thought they would be. Ah, I mean, that's I thought they were going to be like, oh, let's talk about it. That's why I was watching. I was like, oh, I'm going to be the cool therapist. I'm going to know what this is and I'm be gonna, ready for them. I'm going to align with them. <laughs> they didn't care that much. <laughs> Not really the population that I kind of deal well, with. Well, that They've makes got sense, so actually, because teens are like, there's Please. a little kind of narcissism there, right? Of right. Like, and, and, and the whole plot for yeah. people that, I, it's just, you know, uh, this this girl, and I say this with my, my, my teens all the time, offs herself. And so then she comes back and plays these tapes to everybody to try to show them yeah. what they did to make her kind of like want to commit suicide. And But from, uh, a, from a clinician yeah, standpoint, I, you do know, you think it's... Well, uh, I mean, it, you it's know, a great representation of I'm the issue. I'm more concerned with wh- why you want to watch ways to kill yourself. Right. Like, wh- how are you that? Utilizing was my that? concern, no, is it, that, well, if you have people who are unstable watching this, right. this could actually just reinforce 
Yeah, it's not, it, it, you know, it, it kind of goes both ways, I guess. Right. It dep- again, each each kid is individual. And right. Each kid has a different perception of things. Some can take I- it totally extreme to heart and like, oh my gosh, yeah. And ideally, you also want the parent to be involved yes. so that you can be Thank processing you. and talking about that with your teen and putting a, yes. a balanced perspective on it. I used to do a lot of cinema therapy, cinema therapy where I you love that. Where you watch, you would watch a movie yep. and then stop in the middle process and then do it again. Do yeah. that with your teen. Sorry. Yes. 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 Okay. So in to be dedicated to the the topic. Uh, sorry, the title. Thirteen reasons why <laughs> we should care. Okay. I say. Love it. Because it is just plain wrong and unacceptable. We came up with these 13 reasons, by the way. (laughs) We have children dying of hunger, poverty, preventable diseases around the world, especially in less developed countries. We don't have that kind of problem here. There is not one single good reason why this should be happening at the rate that it is in our country. Number two, Andrea. Because it can be prevented and we have the resource to support. We we just need to take the stigma off of... Sorry, we're going to be brief. Um, (laughs) Because death is not the answer... Because there are real solutions to the problem. Because loved ones carry the pain for a long time, if not forever. Because it has long-lasting effects on families and communities. Because love is free. Because as a society, we are better than this. We want to be known as a preventative and proactive society, not a reactive one. Number nine, because if we stop this teen suicide epidemic now, we can change the future. Number 10, because if we learn how to help and know the signs, we'll stop other mental health issues just because of our increased awareness. 11, because if we stop one suicide, it may give another person hope. Number 12, because it breaks our hearts. And lastly, because we can do better. That's right. There you go. That's our show. Thank you, guys. There's so much more to talk about this, but we have ran out of time. Um, This is a true mental health crisis. Please give us a call or contact us, transcendtherapyca.com. Until next time, be well, be gentle. And again, shout out to our new sponsor, Ortiz Market. Thank you very much. Community-minded, family-owned. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons. To learn more about Cecile, become a sponsor or guest on Get Mental, or if you have any questions about mental health, visit TranscendTherapyCA.com. That's TranscendTherapyCA.com. Join us next week at this same time for more talk on all things mental health on Get Mental with Cecile Aarons.